Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the Taliban closes in on Afghanistan's capital, now just 50 miles from Kabul as U.S. troops arrive to evacuate some embassy personnel. Supply lines to Kabul are blocked. Afghan troops surrender, some executed. We are certainly concerned by uh, the speed with which the Taliban has been moved. The threat to the U.S. We asked former senior CIA official Michael Morrell what's the biggest risk Americans face as the Taliban grip on Afghanistan tightens. Additional COVID shots have just been authorized, but who will get them and when? What you need to know. Delta's summer spread. Vaccinations are up, but so is COVID transmission in nearly every state. More fights over mask mandates and why hundreds of students were sent to quarantine just days into the school year. Brutal temperatures with much of the country broiling. When will the heat break? We're tracking Fred with warnings posted in Florida, plus the threat of a new storm right behind it. Drivers attacked. What's behind the new violence against rideshare drivers? Cuomo's future, a major development in the impeachment investigation of New York's outgoing governor. Dream Finish, the Field of Dreams game, turns back the clock and gets its own Hollywood-style ending. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Tony DeCopel, and we begin in Afghanistan, where the final stage of America's longest war is playing out amid a relentless advance by the Taliban. It now controls nearly all the major cities and is within 50 miles of Kabul. A Pentagon spokesman says the military is concerned by the speed of the Taliban advance and the lack of resistance by the Afghan army. 
President Biden spoke by phone with his national security team about the deteriorating situation. And tonight, the first American troops arrived to assist in a drawdown at the U.S. Embassy, with evacuation flights ramping up for American diplomats and Afghan citizens alike. CBS's Roxana Saberi is going to lead off our coverage tonight. She's inside Kabul, where conditions are changing rapidly. Good evening, Roxana. Tony, the Pentagon spokesman said the bulk of the U.S. troops will arrive here in the capital this weekend. He also said the Taliban are not yet threatening an immediate attack on Kabul, but they're closing in fast. More than two-thirds of the country is now in the hands of the Taliban. Today, they seized the capital of Helmand province, where U.S. troops once fought some of their bloodiest battles. We are certainly concerned by... Uh, the speed with which the Taliban has been moving. Now they're eyeing what would be their biggest prize of all. For now, daily life here in the capital, Kabul, appears to be carrying on more or less as usual. But many people here fear this way of life could soon come to an end. Banafsha Rahimi says her family plans to remain here. But as a woman who studied on an American scholarship, she needs to flee. You're afraid of being killed if the yeah, Taliban come here? Yeah, I'm afraid of being killed. Like, it's, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm like totally sure that I will not survive here. She has reason to fear. This video posted on social media appears to show a Taliban fighter counting 14 bodies. All with their hands bound behind their backs, at least one is a boy, executed for fighting back. As the Taliban have gained ground, they've also gained strength, picking up the spoils of war left behind by retreating Afghan forces. And more fighters after releasing Taliban prisoners, like in the city of Logar, only around 50 miles from Kabul. And Afghanistan's government is clearly feeling the pressure. Tonight, the defense ministry called on all Afghans ages 18 to 50 to join the army to protect the country, especially the capital. Tony. Roxana Saberi in Kabul for us. Roxana, thank you very much. Joining us now is former deputy and acting director of the CIA and CBS News senior security contributor Michael Morell. Mike, thank you for being here. You're welcome. The Taliban seems to be retaking Afghanistan faster than anyone predicted. How are they able to do it? Without the U.S. military there, the capabilities of the Afghan security forces to fight has been significantly degraded. But the bigger issue is the willingness to fight evaporated when President Biden made the announcement that we were leaving. After 20 years of work from the U.S., hundreds of billions of dollars, more than 2,000 American lives, why are the folks that we allied with and trained walking off the job? Because the will to fight is more important than the capability and because the Afghan government um, is one of the most corrupt in the world. Now we have 3,000 troops going back in. The lead elements are already there on the ground. What concerns you most tonight about their safety? Suicide attacks from the Taliban. And the main issue there is will the Taliban see the new troops coming in not as there to protect the people being evacuated, but as the first set of troops in a reinvasion of the country. All right, that's a real danger. And then the other concern that I have is there are many Afghan security forces who are deeply angry at the, at the United States. And a green on blue attack, right, where an Afghan, a member of the Afghan security force takes out their weapon and starts killing Americans is not something we can, is something we have to focus on. Has the Taliban won this war? Absolutely. 
Mike Morrell, thank you very much. You're welcome. Tonight, there's new concern about potential terrorist attacks in the U.S., possibly tied to the 9-11 anniversary. Homeland Security issued a terrorism warning bulletin citing the threat of targeted attacks inspired by foreign militants. DHS also warns of potential domestic terrorism by extremists angry over the reimposition of COVID-19 restrictions. Moving on to weather, the extreme heat baking much of the country may finally break this weekend. And we're also watching Fred, which is making a beeline for the state of Florida. CBS's Lonnie Quinn has the latest. Lonnie. Well, Tony, heat is the story. And we just learned today that the month of July that we just finished up with is the hottest month that the globe has ever experienced. And it's probably going to end up being the hottest year that we've ever had. Taking a look at the records that were set today, you've got Raleigh hitting 99 degrees, Schenectady hit 93 degrees. The relief that you're hinting at, Tony, certainly in place for Schenectady tomorrow. Schenectady only hits 81. Raleigh, it's a transitional day. You're at 95. Your relief will come after those storms pass through a much better Sunday. Looking at the tropics, we've got two storms that we're looking at. Tropical Depression Fred and TD number seven. Both those storms have 35 mile per hour winds. This is the track of TD number seven. It may become grace as of tomorrow. What's uncanny here, take a look. It goes over the exact footprints of Fred. And Fred right now is a tropical depression. is likely to become a tropical storm, maybe making a landfall. Eh, probably it's going to go just west of the Keys. I don't think the Keys are even in the cone now. But it's possible around Panama City. It has a little bit more time to build. So more rain there. Possibly winds at 60 miles per hour. But we do not believe this is going to become a hurricane. We'll keep a very close eye on it. But it's a lot of rain. And there's another storm right behind it. Again, like I said, going over the same track of the first storm. Tony, it's all yours. All right, Lonnie, thank you very much. And tonight we are seeing more heated clashes over face masks for students, even as the Delta variant has sent COVID cases soaring in every part of the country. For more now on this, we go to CBS's Mark Strassman. Outside Atlanta, a deja vu clash in a deja vu crisis. I believe in my own science and our own studies. COVID has exploded in Cobb County schools. Georgia's second biggest system. On August 6th, the first week of classes, 253 cases. A week later, it's tripled, more than 800 cases. The hotspot, Eastside Elementary, almost 50 cases in two weeks. Every fifth grader sent home after an outbreak. Your kid's been exposed. Not surprised, not shocked, but um, still very devastated. Teeny Christman has two sons at Eastside. Her older boy, a third grader, was exposed to someone in school with COVID. She's getting him tested. But school quarantine policy would let him go back to class right away without a test. Just wear a mask for 10 days. How worried are you until you get the results? Very much. We're checking, checking the email. Today, Atlanta's Grady Memorial Hospital changed its status. Total diversion. Please take new patients elsewhere. On June 20th, seven COVID patients. Today, 103 COVID patients. Every ICU and emergency division bed is spoken for. You will have patients waiting in the hallway. Dr. Robert Jansen is Grady's chief medical officer. The exponential growth of cases is just staggering. It's more rapid than what we saw even in the sort of third wave of the winter of 2021. Florida is COVID America's biggest mess. Schools in Palm Beach County today sent home more than 1,000 kids for possible exposure. In Broward County, three teachers died of COVID within 24 hours. 
It's extremely frightening. Florida leads the country in new cases, new COVID hospitalizations, and in pediatric hospitalizations. Yet Governor Ron DeSantis refuses to bend on his ban against mandatory masking. Today, the CDC approved something new, a third shot of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for some of the 7 million immunocompromised U.S. adults, cancer patients, transplant patients, and people with advanced HIV infections could start getting those shots this weekend. Back in Georgia, these Eastside Elementary parents feel lost. Their kids too young for vaccinations. And a school board that also says no new virtual schooling. Because they are playing with our children's lives. It's nerve-wracking. It is. Here's why those third shots recommended by the CDC are so important to all those immunocompromised folks. They get one of every three hospitalized breakthrough infections. And we heard again from Teeny Crispin. She got the results of her son's COVID test. It was negative. Tony? Some good, some good news there. Of course, a lot of people still need to get their first COVID shot. Mark Strassman for us. Mark, thank you. Here's a shocking number for you. The FAA reports more than 3,800 incidents of what they call unruly airline passengers this year alone. Now, dash cam video is capturing a similar menace on the ground to rideshare drivers. CBS's Errol Barnett has the story. If I can't use a vaccine, you're going to get fired. Dashcam video from Lyft driver Lee Yu captured the moment an irate passenger attacked him with a mic stand for okay, refusing okay, to okay, allow okay, his DJ okay, equipment okay, in the car's okay, back seat. Finally breaking free, Lou calls 911. Someone tell me. I think I will die. Lou was left bloody with this gash in his forehead. The passenger was later arrested on multiple charges. Lyft called the act appalling and said it is offering support to Lou and has permanently removed the passenger from its platform. I think six or seven stitches. It happened to me. I think for every driver, must be aware. It is unclear how common these conflicts are, but this rideshare driver was attacked for insisting masks be worn and another was robbed at gunpoint. Cameras he installed helped police solve the case. A $100 GoPro is a great idea, pointed right towards the car. This helped us very much. Now, Uber says one way it deters such behavior is by making it clear to passengers you're being recorded. It will release another one of its safety reports later this year. Meanwhile, Lyft, after sending us that statement, did not respond to our repeated questions about how many attacks, Tony, it's seen on its drivers. Certainly hope those cameras work. Errol, thank you very much. Tomorrow is the third anniversary of a landmark grand jury report that found Catholic church leaders in Pennsylvania covered up rampant sexual abuse involving hundreds of priests and at least a thousand victims. Thirteen states and Washington, D.C. have since made it easier for victims to file civil suits. But in Pennsylvania, many are still waiting for their day in court. CBS Batiste follows up now with outrage survivors. Pennsylvania is like the epicenter for child sexual abuse and We're a the victim. Paradise. Exactly. You know, the emotion felt by Mary McHale, Julie Ambort, and Sean Doherty over being sexually abused by priests as children is still raw. Judy Deven says her son's accidental overdose can be traced to his rape by a priest when he was 15. His soul was just sucked out of him and he tried so hard to live with it. And I think a lot of people still don't get it. They hear abuse. He was violently raped. 
All of their testimonies are in a 2018 Pennsylvania grand jury report revealing decades-long cover-up in the Catholic Church and detailing alleged sexual abuse of at least 1,000 victims by more than 300 Catholic clergy. Did you have any idea it would have the magnitude and the reach and the number of victims that it did? No. Not at all. Just my abuser alone, how many um, victims came forward to me, that was mind-blowing also. He admitted in the grand jury report his abuse. The institution covered and protected him for years, so he walks freely in my neighborhoods. And, And this is the main reason why I will never stop speaking out. After the report's release, 13 states and Washington, D.C. implemented a look-back window, a retroactive law that pauses the statute of limitations and allows sexual abuse victims to file a civil lawsuit, a law that Pennsylvania's state legislature has so far failed to pass. In a statement to CBS News, Pennsylvania Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward says the state's constitution differs from others and that legal experts suggest a statutory window there may be unconstitutional. Pennsylvania is becoming the absurd. It's passed overwhelming bipartisan support for uh, the Judiciary Senate and our Senate Majority Leader refuses to bring it up. So Pennsylvania survivors say they will keep fighting. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, And it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We learned today New York Governor Andrew Cuomo will not face impeachment after he leaves office later this month. The state assembly speaker suspended the inquiry, saying Cuomo's removal had been the purpose of impeachment. The state Senate's Republican leader called the decision a, quote, shady deal that fails the women who accuse Cuomo of sexual misconduct. There's a frightening collapse at a supermarket in Las Vegas today. Fire officials say the front awning of the store gave away. At least four people went to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The cause of the collapse is still under investigation. Baseball's Field of Dreams It produced a ending fit for Hollywood last night. In the bottom of the ninth, the White Sox Tim Anderson homered deep into an Iowa cornfield for a 9-8 walk-off win over the Yankees. Fans and the scoreboard exploded, and Anderson, who has never seen the classic movie, said he just might. Birds of a feather may flock together, but CBS's Steve Hartman found two that only have eyes for each other. Here's tonight's On the Road. At the New England Wildlife Center in Massachusetts, they treat thousands of injured animals every year. But Executive Director Zach Mertz says one recent case stands out from all the rest. This was a first for us. Here's the goose. The patient was a Canada goose they named Arnold. Arnold had a badly damaged foot. And as we're doing it, we're prepping him for anesthesia, giving him meds. We hear this faint tapping at the door. Tapping at the door? Yeah. We all kind of turned around simultaneously and we're pretty shocked. Zach says it was a visitor for Arnold. We don't allow that, but we definitely had to make an exception in this case. 
an exception for a spouse. Don't worry, he's in good hands. How did she know that her mate was in here? My only guess is that she saw us capture him the day before, um, and he was probably honking in the cage overnight. After surgery, the staff moved Arnold to the floor for recovery, where his mate, who they named Amelia, comforted and preened him. The avian embodiment of in sickness and in health. Geese do mate for life, but if something dreadful happens to one, the other typically remarries. But not Amelia. She wasn't leaving her man. No honking way. <laughs> Throughout his convalescence, now in its fourth week, they've been putting Arnold in a pen out back, an hour daily, for fresh air. And every time, without fail, Amelia comes running to her gander, marches right into his cage in full-throated surrender. I think it really gave us all a new respect for how social these animals are and sort of the depth that they have in their emotions. I know this isn't your field per se, but is this love? You know, I don't know if it's love, but they really make each other calm and happy. And uh, yeah, I think we could all learn something from them. Arnold was released this week, back into the wings of his beloved. And although the couple was in no rush to fly the coop, they won't stick around for long. Still, hopefully, their example will stay with us. Because what's good for the goose is crucial for mankind. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Barnstable, Massachusetts. Sunday on Face the Nation, Dr. Anthony Fauci, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, and the incoming New York Governor Kathy Hochul. If you can't watch the evening news live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For, t- for Nora O'Donnell, I'm Tony DeCopel. I will see you Monday on CBS This Morning. And since I have a newborn at home, it feels particularly good to be able to say right now, good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.